Good morning, everyone. Have you said good morning to the person sitting next to you? If you've not done that, this is a good time to do that. Say good morning. Compliment them. Say something nice to them. You're looking good. You're looking handsome. I see God's favor upon you. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. How many of us know that you are in your turnaround season? How many of us know that you will not end this year the way you started it? And how many of us know that is not an encouragement? That will be your reality. In the name of Jesus. You know, God does not speak I do words. The Bible says God will judge all I do words. The one that says he will judge I do words cannot be the one speaking I do words. So when he says it, it's because he means it. And whatever he has said concerning you and I will come to pass in this season. In the name of Jesus. You will not just hear others testify. You will not just see others testify. But you will also have a testimony. In the remaining days of this year, you will express the goodness of the Lord. In the name of Jesus. God always reserves the best for the last. And in this last Sunday of our seven prophetic turnaround Sunday, I pray that you will not miss God's best. That that which God has in store for you today, it will come to you. It will not elude you. In the name of Jesus. So on this final Sunday of the seven prophetic turnaround Sundays, the assignment God has given me is to speak on destiny accelerators. Destiny accelerators. Destiny accelerators. And our text is from First Kings. We're going to be reading two or three passages of scripture. First Kings chapter 18, which is going to be our first text. First Kings chapter 18. And we'll read verse 41 to 46. First Kings chapter 18 and verse 41 to 46. I want you to ask your neighbor, I hope you're in church with your Bible. <laughs> ask them, are you part of the gang that depends on the screen? <laughs> Praise God. Alright, so if you're not here with your Bible, just look at the screen. Are we ready? Are we ready? That's not everybody. Are we ready? It's good to be responsive when you are in church, right? Um, you have you, you, this is not a concert. Even when people go to concerts, they are responsive, isn't it? Uh, so much more in the house of God, we should be responsive. So are we ready? All right. So let's read one to go. Then Elijah said to Ahab, "Go up, eat and drink, for there is the sound of abundance of rain." So Ahab went up to eat and drink. And Elijah went up to the top of Camel. Then he bowed down on the ground and put his face between his knees. And said to his servant, go up now and look toward the sea. So he went up and looked and said. You see why it's not good to depend on the screen. Mine just went off. <laughs> Let me read from my note. Alright. And he said there is nothing. Let's keep going. And he said, go again seven times. And at the seventh time, he said, behold. A little cloud like a man's hand is rising from the sea. And he said, go up, say to Ahab, prepare your chariot and go down. Lest the rain stop you. And in a little while, the heavens grew black with clouds and wind. And there was a great rain. And Ahab rode and went to Jezreel. And the hand of the Lord was on Elijah. And he gathered up his garments 
and ran before Ahab to the entrance of Jezreel. So you must have noticed there is a bit of difference. I'm reading from King James. I'm still very old fashioned. <laughs> All right. So we'll see here something. The very first thing I want to, you know, um, want us to notice is that the man that said go eat and drink did not go eat and drink. Maybe we should go back there. Verse 41. Just go back a little bit. 41 and 42. And Elijah said to Ahab, Go up, eat and drink. For there is the sound of abundance of rain. Go to verse 42. So Ahab did what? Went up to eat and drink. And Elijah did what? Went up to the top of the camel. Right? And he bowed down on the ground and put his face between his knees. It means he went to pray. So, they told you to go and eat and drink. The person that told you to go and eat and drink, they don't go to eat and drink. And you too, you are eating and drinking. See, prophecies don't fulfill themselves. Never forget that. Prophecies don't what? They don't fulfill themselves. The reason why a lot of Christians are frustrated, disappointed, is because oftentimes people know what God said, but they don't do their own part. Jesus himself said persecution will arise for the world's sake. So for every of God's promise to you, the devil will arise to ensure that word does not come to pass. So oftentimes it is not God that is incapable of bringing his word to pass in your life. It's because there is a devil on the loose whose mission is to steal, to kill, and to destroy. The Bible says that the sower went for to sow the seed. And the Bible says that that seed is the word. And it says the moment it was sown, it came immediately to steal it. Before the word becomes manifestation, the devil knows that the easiest way to steal it is in a seed form. And so Elijah, the one through which the prophecy came, that the abundance of rain was coming, that same man went into the place of prayer and prayed the prayer to reality. And that's why on this last Sunday, we are still going to be praying. We are going to pray a lot this morning. I hope you are ready to pray. Oh, yes. According to historians, the seventh camel to the gates of Jezreel was 27 miles or is 27 miles. And as at the time this happened, Elijah was 70 years old. And Dehab's chariot was drawn by four horses. Yet, Elijah outran four horses for 27 miles at the age of 70. Why? Because the Bible says something very critical. It says the hand of the Lord came upon Elijah. I pray for you that the hand of God will come upon you. In the name of Jesus. That's what I mean by destiny accelerators. I remember when the Spirit of God first revealed this to me. It was year 2017 and it changed my life. That life does not have to be chronological in dimension. I never had it from anyone. Life does not have to be what? Chronological in dimension. It simply means you don't have to, if you want to get to step 10, you don't have to go from step 1, step 2, step 3, step 4, step 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. You can go from step 1 to step 5. From step 5 to step 50. It's very possible. Let me tell you this. The danger of expecting everything to be chronological is you will never fulfill destiny. There are many things that will never happen in your life if everything is happening chronologically. If after you do this one, 
After you finish, you now move to the next level. After the next level, you now move. See, the Bible says God is able to do a quick and a short work. And we see examples all over scriptures. When Joseph became a prime minister, he did not go from being a prisoner to being a free man. From being a free man, he now joined a political party. After joining a political party, if he was going through that process, farming would have happened in the process. While he was still going through the electoral process, he did not first become vice pharaoh before he now became <laughs> prime minister. From the prison straight to the throne. That's the acceleration of destiny. And I pray for someone under the sound of my voice. May you experience acceleration in destiny. And he said, when we're talking about destiny, destiny simply is an overarching word for everything that concerns you. It's talking about your career, talking about your business, talking about your finances. It simply means everything that concerns you can experience acceleration. Everything. Everything. As a matter of fact, one of the ways God puts a signature on your life is to accelerate your journey. One of the ways you know the hand of God is upon your life is that certain things will happen faster for you when it is chronological for other people. I'm going to show us another example. Genesis 27. Genesis chapter 27 and verse 19 to 20. Genesis chapter 27 and verse 19 to 20. The Bible says, And Jacob said to his father, I am Esau, your firstborn. I have done just as you told me. Please arise. Sit and eat of my game. That your soul may bless me. Did you see he didn't say that your mouth may bless me? We'll talk about that some other time. But Isaac said to his son, How is it that you have what? Oh, can we shout it out loud together? How is it that you have what? It simply means he was not supposed to find it that quickly. Because if he had found it at the time he was expected to find it, he wouldn't have had to ask him that question. He said, how is it that you have found it so quickly, my son? And he said, because what? The Lord, your God, brought it what? To me. That's why Matthew 6.33 must be your guiding scripture. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and every other thing will be added. Things are supposed to be added to you. You see, when you are hustling, your life will be chronological. You will also to buy land, also to buy Tokumboka, also to lay foundation, also to get to linter level. You just be doing it gradually. Gradually. There's nothing with gradual, but there is a better way to live. I hear what I'm saying. That's why when you see people that everything is always chronological, they age faster. At 40, you're already looking 70. But you see some people, when they tell them you are 40, they say, eh, I can't believe it. You are what? Because why? They are looking 25. They are looking 30. Why? Because they are experiencing acceleration. I pray for someone under the sound of my voice. May you experience accelerated destiny. In your business, may there be acceleration. In your career, may there be acceleration. In your finances, may there be acceleration. I decree and declare, become the new definition of success. In your family, in your lineage. That which has not happened for anyone, let it begin with you. Let God begin a new story with your life. In the name of Jesus. If you believe and receive it, say a very big amen.
I love the way Amplified Version puts it. Please sit down. Amplified Version says, Isaac said to his son, How is it that you have found the game so quickly, my son? And he said, Because the Lord your God caused it to what? Come to me. I didn't have to run after it. That's what I've told us time and time again that success is not what you pursue, it is what you attract as a result of who you have become. The Lord your God caused it to come to me. It simply means you can be where you are and everything you need is coming to you. When God told Noah to build and hack, Noah did not have to be running after the animals. Telling all the animals, come into the ark, it's about to fall, rain is about to fall. What did Noah do? Noah sat where God told him to stay. And all the animals, the Bible says they were coming into the ark. I pray for you, wherever you are, Everything you need will begin to come towards you. In the name of Jesus. Whether it's material, whether it's financial, whether it's in your job, whether it's in your business. Everything you need, let it begin to come to you. Let the information you need come to you. Let the relationships you need come to you. Let the help you need come to you. In the name of Jesus. I pray for you that it will not only come, it will come quickly. It will come speedily. It will come quickly. It will come speedily. It will come without delay. In the name of Jesus. Let me give us one more example. Uh, The Bible tells us about Abraham. Abraham had a servant. And he gave his servant a responsibility to get a wife for his son Isaac. Genesis chapter 24. Let us read verse 12 and verse 15. Eliezer knew that this was a very important tax. And this is not a tax that, you know, that you just engage in lightly. But you see, Eliezer understood the God of his master, Abraham. And the Bible says, then he said, Oh Lord God. Of, please go to the King James. I prefer the King James rendition. Go to the King James, please. And he said, Oh Lord God of my master, Abraham. I pray thee, send me what? Send me what? Good speed. Oh, somebody in the next 60 seconds, I want you to pray for speed. Come on. Come on, come on. Pray it like you mean it. Ask for speed. Speed in your career. Speed in your work. Speed in finances. Speed in your family. Enough of dragging. Enough of spending 10 years to achieve one thing. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, come on, ask for speed. Father, I receive speed. Speed upon my family. Multiple things happening in one year. Many things, good things, great things happening at once. Oh, speed. I receive speed. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. He said, send me good speed this day and show kindness unto my master Abraham. So God's kindness, one of the ways it manifests is speed. That's how you know God has been kind to you. You begin to experience speed. Things begin to happen so fast. And you know what the people will say? When people begin to say, they say you are lucky. No, you are not lucky. God is kind to you. Somebody hearing what I'm saying? Go to verse 15, please. Verse 15. He says, and it came to pass. Before what? He had done speaking. That is before he finished praying. That behold, what happened? Rebecca came out. That was the answer to his prayers. Before he had finished speaking, Rebecca came out. I pray for you. What you have been praying for. Before the end of this month, let it come to you. 
name of Jesus. Why you are still praying, God will be answering. Why you are still speaking, God will answer. In the name of Jesus. Please sit down. I say to you once again, life does not have to be chronological. Life does not have to be what? If you expect everything to be chronological, your journey will be long and it will be hard. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Naturally, in our world, everybody will even tell, try to tell you, calm down. Why are you, why, why, why are you rushing? No, I'm not rushing. It's grace. It's the kindness of God. So when we're talking about acceleration, the dictionary defines acceleration, right, as to reduce the time required for something to happen. Very important. So it's supposed to take you one year, but it's taking you one month. To reduce the time required for something to happen, to make progress faster, to hasten the occurrence of, to cause faster or greater activity, development, progress, and advancement. I love that. But my emphasis is on to reduce the time required for something to happen. To reduce the time required. See, experiencing acceleration is like taking the elevator instead of taking the stairs. So, you are going to the top of a 50-story building. You know there is no building that has an elevator that does not have staircase. Uh So, you can decide to take the staircase. But some people decide to take elevator. You all will get to the top, but not at the same time and not in the same condition. So, there are some people, they have gotten to the top, but you can see that they have also. You can see it. Those are the people that say, I work for my money. You can see that they truly worked. Let me tell you this. In life, when the hand of God is upon you, your input is not supposed to be equal to your output. Your output should far outweigh your input. You will have inputs, but your results should be greater. If when we look at you and we see the stress on you and we see your results, ah, we understand why you are stressed. Oh, yeah, well, we know, we understand. We understand. We understand. That will not be your story. Yeah. That will not be your testimony. Yeah. <laughs> Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, Esther, Daniel, Jacob, Joseph. These were people that seemed as if overnight God just did something in their life. Overnight. Overnight. Why? Because they experienced acceleration. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they were actually facing a death threat. Said, if you don't bow, you were born. But God used that to accelerate their life. You see, the natural order in the world in which we live in is that anything that goes up, we come down. See, gravity is not only physical, it's spiritual. I'm telling you. That's why if you sit down and you analyze the people that have gone up and came down, they are more than the people that went up and stayed up. If you'll be honest with yourself and if you're observant enough. That's why, you see, the baker and the butler, the Bible says they were very close to Pharaoh. So they went up and they came down. So when Joseph met them in the prison and they had a dream, Joseph said, you, your head will finally be taken away from you. It means you have come down. There is no rising again. 
but you, you will go back up. I pray for someone under the sound of my voice. That it seems as if you had better yesterday's. Things have worked. You have undued money. But it seems as if things are not the way they used to be. I pray for you this morning. Let there be a coming back up. I decree and declare by the hands of God, may you be lifted. In the name of Jesus. You will not have stories of better years in the past. I decree and declare your future and your tomorrow will be brighter and better and greater even than your past. In the name of Jesus. You will not have the story of when I used to drive cars. When I used to go on vacation. When I used to give to people. It will be a current reality. In the name of Jesus. What has happened in your life in the past? God will do greater for you. In the name of Jesus. In Psalm 65 and verse 11, the Bible says God crowns the year with his goodness. And he causes part to drip in abundance. I decree and I declare that as we come closer, even to the end of 2023, may you end this year with the goodness of God. May you end this year with the goodness of God. Let every contract that has been delayed, let them be released. Let everything that needs approval be approved. Let those jobs begin to come. Let those clients begin to come. Let everyone that has promised to pay, let them begin to make the payment. Let the doors begin to open. Let the favor begin to speak in the name of Jesus. If you believe it, say a very big amen. Please be seated. I really need to teach this this morning. It's possible that as a business person, Spirit of the living God, all right. It's very possible. Hmm? That's what you make in a day in the next three months uh, can become, or better say, let me put it this way, what you make in a year, you can begin to make in a day. Are you hearing what I'm saying? See, the first place where it begins is it must be real in your mind. If you don't think it is possible, say, oh, you have disqualified yourself. Elisha came to the king and said, there's been famine for so many years. Guess what, O king? God said, I should say to you, tomorrow there will be so much abundance. The minister of finance said, is that how it happens? Just like that. And Elisha was in his element that day. Because the second statement he made, God didn't send him down. He said, you will see it, but your mouth will not taste of it. And let me tell you this, it becomes a law. Anything you don't believe in, you disqualify yourself from it disqualify yourself. You must first believe that you can experience acceleration. Legally and ethically. You don't have to play games. You don't have to play political games. You don't have to play, you know, office politics. No. You can live righteously, do things right and be lifted by God. You see, because in life, there are three ways to getting up. <laughs> you can climb up, which is like taking the staircase. You may get there is a may because you may die on the way you know when you look at the illustration i gave earlier a 50 story building it looks like it's not much until you start climbing you know many people underestimate what it takes to get to the top that's why a lot of people never get there they just assume what is it it's 50 years now it's when they get to the fifth floor or 10th floor they start panting <sighs> and if there's no water on the way they may die of thirst and the people at the top are wondering, ah, where, where 
replace this person. We left together. That's why there are few people at the top. So you either climb to the top, you jump to the top, and when you jump up, gravity will bring you down. Jumping up is illegal means. Are playing games. Yahooing people. Huh? Doing all funny things. Trying to help God. I like Uza. The action offer. So you pad it. You pad your life. As you use God, you also use other things. Come to Gateway on a Sunday. You go somewhere on a Monday. They give you something. They say you should twer twer. It will not work. I hear what I'm saying. The thing about God is when God wants to do something, He doesn't want anybody to share in His glory. So He will make sure it does not work. So if you want to do God, do God fully. If you want to do the devil, do the devil fully. I know there are people who have mixed devil with God now. They will call scripture and give you things. They will tell you, wake up 1 a.m. You call the name three times. Like Agbaranla movie. <laughs> so once you call the person's name, why did you become an abalist? But they will give you some. And so you, you believe you are still doing the right thing. Because you are confused. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Everything a sheep needs is with the shepherd. Not the Lord is one of my shepherd. He is my shepherd. So if God cannot help you, don't be helped. Because he's the only one that can. That's why I love the scripture I showed us in church on Wednesday. The woman cried and said, help, oh Lord, the king. The king said, if I cannot help, if the Lord cannot help you, how will I help you? The fact that I'm the king does not mean I have the capacity to help you. So a lot of people are trying to jump up. Money doubling. In different names and packaging. So when you give 50k, you put it into this thing, in three weeks you get to 50k. Which investment is that? You can't even invest in the most profitable company in Nigeria and get that kind of return. It's a Ponzi scheme. Like my mom would always say, if you are swindled by 419, you yourself, you are 418. It means there is greed in you. Oh, but you know there is a better way to get to the top. is to be lifted up. It's to be lifted up. May you be lifted up. In the name of Jesus. May everyone that has looked down on you, the next time they want to see you, they will have to lift up their head. Oh, because God is lifting you in this season. I said there is a lifting. A career lifting. A business lifting. Financial liftings. Families have been lifted. The stories of families have been rewritten. In the name of Jesus. Everyone that has known you, they will not be able to recognize you anymore. Because God is rewriting your story. If a believer say very big amen. So what are these destiny accelerators? What are these things that when you introduce them like catalysts into the equation of your life, it changes everything? Vision, talent, skills, schooling, all these things are fantastic, but they are not enough. Certifications, very good. We encourage it in this house. In fact, we teach it and preach it in this house. Personal development, perfect things. But let me tell you this, they are not enough. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You see, I've realized that the more educated people are, if they are not careful, if they don't remain connected to a local church, the more educated, exposed, and successful you are, the more you can begin to despise the ways of God. 
That's when you hear people say things like, everything is not prayer. <laughs> really? Oh, Roguni. Uh, you've not seen battle. You've not seen battle. One of our facilitators at the forecasting told us yesterday. See, battles, you see, the problem is you think every battle is somebody sucking your blood, that you are just drying. Our is drying up. No, that's not. You see, some battles, they will manifest in form of finances. You just realize that you are just making mistakes. I'm just making stupid mistakes. Mistakes in tens of millions, hundreds of millions. And it is when you have finished making the mistake, your eyes will now clear. You think that's normal? <laughs> what are these factors? What are these accelerators? <sighs> Number one is honor. Somebody say honor. Oh, I can't hear you. Say honor. Honor is a destiny accelerator. And what is honor? You may ask. Honor is the recognition, acknowledgement, and celebration of importance, value, and uniqueness. Honor is the recognition, acknowledgement, and celebration of importance, value, and uniqueness. One of the factors or accelerators that turns the life of a man around that literally increases your journey in life is the practice of honor. The practice of honor. The practice of honor. Mm. The practice of honor. And I really want to dwell on that this morning. There are three or four things I want to talk about. I hope I have enough time because I really want us to pray. Please, I want us to pray for minimum 15 to 20 minutes. I believe that's fine. So I say, eh, the day that I came, yeah. <laughs> It's good to pray. Isn't it? It's good to pray. This is a praying church. Don't be deceived. Don't be deceived by light and easy. We pray. <laughs> Glory to God. Honor. Honor. We see that even from the book of the beginning, Genesis. Genesis chapter 4. Let's see it. Genesis chapter 4. Genesis chapter 4. That's not where I want to start from. The bus, that's the direction the Spirit of God is leading me. Genesis chapter 4. We read verse 1, I believe it should be to verse 5 or verse 6. Let's just go to 6. Alright. The Bible says that Adam knew Eve his wife. And she conceived and bore Cain. And said, I have gotten a man from the Lord. Verse 2. And she again bore his brother Abel. And Abel was a keeper of sheep. But Cain was a tiller of the ground. Verse 3. And in the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought of the fruit of the ground an offering unto the Lord. Verse 4. And Abel, he also brought of the firstlings of his flock and of the fat thereof. And the Lord had respect unto Abel and to his offering. But unto Cain and to his offering, he had no respect. And Cain was angry, very rough, and his countenance fell. Verse 6, and the Lord said unto Cain, why are you angry? And why is your countenance falling? Go to the next verse, please. If you did well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin lies at your door. And unto you shall be his desire and shall rule over you. What happened here? God, because... God already told them. And how do I know? Because Bible says faith comes by hearing. And hearing again the word of God. And in Hebrews, the Bible says, by faith, Abel offered an offering unto the Lord. So it means God already told them what to do. But you see, scripture says, 
Because a lot of people have interpreted the scripture erroneously. He said the reason God rejected the offering of Cain was because there was no blood in it. There can't be blood in it because he, what he was doing, you can only offer to God what you have. Right? The emphasis is on the fact that Cain brought to the Lord. But Abel brought of the first. That's honor. Of the first. So it's not about bringing to the Lord. It's about doing his own first. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't really don't hear that anymore because I don't have such people around me anymore. I remember when I was still on campus. You talk to some persons, you know, maybe you need a financial aid and they'll tell the person, say, you know, the person will say, ah, what is left with me? Is my tight. It is no longer tight. I hear what I'm saying. Tight is not 10%. Tight is first 10%. If your tight is still with you, the 90 should still be with you. I hear what I'm saying. Oh, somebody does not like what I'm saying this morning. Anyway, I'm, my goal is not to be liked. <laughs> I'm a pastor. I'm not a politician. The politician that wants people to like him because he needs votes. I don't need any votes. Praise the Lord. See, honor is a destiny accelerator. I'm starting from that because honor to God is the first thing. And what does honor mean? Honor simply means obedience to instruction. For instance, if someone claims to honor me and everything I say, you disobey. Do you really honor me? No, you don't. No, 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 no. Or if I tell you to do something... For instance, maybe someone is doing something, you know, you are even engaged. And I call your name. I say, or you answer. But your response, maybe I say, please come. And you come 10 minutes later. I say, ah, why did it take you 10 minutes? Because I was doing something and I needed to finish it. And you didn't communicate that before it took you 10 minutes. That's gross dishonor. So many people are obeying God, but at their own time. They are obeying God, but as it suits them. <laughs> See, if, because, let me just mention it and I will explain everything. You honor God. You honor his principles. You honor your parents. You honor authority. And you honor your shepherd. I hear what I'm saying. But you must understand that anything that tells you or teaches you to honor it or them while disobeying God will put you into trouble. Heli was someone that honored his children more than he honored God. And God said, even though I have decided that priesthood will stay in your lineage, he said, but from now, I take it back. He said, far be it from me. He said, those who honor me, I will honor. Why did God say that? Eli never corrected his children. Every time they did something wrong, even when people will come and report them, leave them, they are just young children. Young men. Adults are young men. The Bible says they will go into the temple, dip their hands inside the... <laughs> Isn't it amazing? Dip their hands inside the offering and take anything they like. There was an order, of course, according to scriptures, that he that works at the temple should leave off the temple. But there is order. I just look at it. Just take it. No honor. And God said, you know what? I'm going to reverse this thing. Even though I said it. He said, but far be it from me. He said, those who honor me, I will honor. 
If you're going to experience acceleration, the next thing you must learn to honor is God's word and God's principles. You cannot dishonor the principle God has put in place and expect acceleration in destiny. It will never happen. It will never happen. What has God said in his word concerning every area of your life where you are trusting God for speed? What has he said? You are trusting God for acceleration in your career. What has he said about your career? So someone is experienced, is expecting acceleration in career, yet they are not diligent. Resumption time is nine. They arrive 9.30. There is always an excuse for lateness. Proverbs 22 and verse 29 says, Do you see a man who is diligent in his work? He says he will stand before kings and not ordinary men. If you don't honor that principle, you will struggle for life, I can guarantee you. See, your boss may not see you, but God is seeing it. And it's not your boss that made that rule, it is God. If you are going to stand before kings, that is, if you are going to get to the top, you can survive, oh. Like everybody, be hustling. Hand to mouth. Huh? You can be living like that. But that you want to get to the top, you must understand the law of diligence. You cannot break that word and expect to rise. Or rise very fast in life. The principle of honor. You see it in the life of Esther. I think we need to see Esther. Chapter 2 and verse 9. We're going to skip some verses because of time. Esther chapter 2, we'll read verse 9 and verse 10. Then we'll go to, okay, I'll just tell us as we go along. Are we ready? I want us to read it together. I want to go. And the maiden pleased him. And she obtained kindness of him. And he speedily gave her things for purification. With such things as belong to her. And seven maidens which were meant to be given her out of the king's house. And they preferred her and her maids unto the best place of the house of the women. Esther had not showed her people nor her kindred. For Mordecai had charged her that she should not show it. Did you see that? Oh no. Mordecai had given her the instruction. Don't reveal where you are from. Someone else would have gotten there and said, oh, I'm here now. He's not yet. Oh. And she would have, she would have been the first target. He says that does. Go to verse 10 please. Okay, sorry, go to verse 13. 13 to 15. Go to 13 to 15. Then thus came every maiden unto the king. Whatsoever she desired was given her to go with her out of the house of the women unto the king's house. In the evening she went, and on the morrow she returned into the second house of the women to the custody of Shashgaz. Look at that guy's name. <laughs> the king's chamberlain. Which kept the concubine. She came in unto the king no more. Except the king delighted in her. And what? And she was called by name. How can the king remember all their names? So it means forever. She's not going anywhere. And she's not going to the king. Go to the next verse please. Now, when the turn of Esther, the daughter of Abiel, the uncle of Mordecai, who had taken her for his daughter, was come to go in unto the king. She did what? Required nothing... But what a guy, the king's what? Chamberlain, the keeper of the women, appointed. And Esther obtained favor in the sight of all that looked upon her. Now go to verse 17, please. Verse 17. And the king loved Esther above all the women. Right? And what happened? And she obtained grace and favor in his sight more than all the virgins. 
so that he set the royal crown upon her head and made her queen instead of Vashti. Why was Esther lifted? Esther was a captive. Why was she lifted? Because she honored the authority that was in place. Every other woman believed they knew what they were doing. What is it? Is it not beauty? What, what do they call it now? Skin care. Say, uh, one, one chamberlain will now be teaching me skin care. But the Bible says when she got there, she asked the man what the king will like. Some of them used it. As the skin smelt their perfume, ah, what is this? Ita, 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 get out. <laughs> get out. <laughs> but she found out what does the king like. You want to be queen, you must find out because the last queen fell by dishonor. The next one can only rise by honor. The reason why a lot of people have lost their places is because they don't understand this principle of honor. See, honor is not a native of Africa. Honor is a kingdom culture. If you don't learn it, struggles will be endless. Don't be too contemporary and be so touche that you don't understand honor. There's another scripture that says, honor all men. There are so many people today that have become so contemporary that even greeting, as basic as greeting is, you see someone that is obviously older than you, can even buy you. Say, good morning. Where did you put the sa and the ma? You were not trained. That's why there are two places God has instituted that training must take place. In your biological household and in your spiritual household. If you didn't get it at home, you should get it in church. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Aha. Using sa and ma does not reduce you. In fact, it shows that you are well trained. And let me tell you this. When you do those things, people pay attention to you. You are looking so good. On fleek. Eyebrow, perfect. Selectos, check. Makeup, on point. Dress. And you can see on boo yourself. Good morning, sir. Good afternoon, man. He said, ah, ah. This girl has trained you. You rise above the park. But today, people think to be snobbish is to be touche. They are so touche, but so poor. Their wealth is on their body. You know, some people, all their network is moving around with them. It's in their phone, it's in their bag, it's in their shoe. There is nothing anywhere else. Because there is no understanding of honor. The people that should have lifted them, they have dishonored them. I remember sometimes back, one of our mentors, you know, first of all, he was trying to suggest someone, you know, that we know that we used to be close to, you know, to one of our mentors to do something for her. And one of our mentors said, this is someone that, powerful woman. He said, ah, what that simply means in English, right? said that in Yoruba is, I can't let one girl disrespect me. And that girl was struggling. And yet, so if that person said that, only God knows how many people must have been saying that. Is that not just the one we had? You know how many people will never say it that they will just think about it? Let it begin from church. Look at the person next to you. If he is a lady or a guy, and you say, good morning, ma. Good morning, sir. It doesn't reduce you. I hear what I'm saying. Some people look at, oh, omonumi. Stayed here. <laughs> so the, the, the mate of my younger brother stayed here. Be doing mates. In life, there are results mates. There are age mates. 
See, life does not respect age. It respects results. The only thing that stops insults is results. Between age, 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 age. The age of Methuselah has nothing to do with the wisdom of Solomon. You want to experience acceleration, understand honor. Honor God. Honor his principles. Honor your parents. Very important. It is sad to say that I've seen some people, the way they talk to their parents, because they are now more schooled. May you live long. But let me tell you what happens when you dishonor your parents. You are reducing your life according to scriptures. See, you cannot, it's not your place to rebuke your parents, no matter how educated you are. And publicly, you rebuke is a higher authority that can rebuke someone. It's not, you don't rebuke upwards, that's rebellion. You hear what I'm saying? Are some people the way they talk to their parents? Maybe your parents come visiting. I always mark people, I study those things. Are people, you know, that are maybe because, you know, privilege of being close and your parents come around. I always observe how you are treating, how you are relating with your parents. In case you don't know, now you know. I always look at you. I watch you very well. If someone is talking to me, I'm not even listening. You are the one I'm watching. I'm looking at you. Because I know your journey may be hard if you don't correct it. Some of us, because you are now working in an AC office. The AC is not even your own because it doesn't go with you. But now there is this in your office, you know, you are pressing laptop. And it's even Windows 97. And now you are moving like you have boil under your armpits. No, no, nobody can talk to you anymore. Your parents can hey, well, mommy, me oraye and say, You caught the call. You just caught five years. I'm not trying to be humorous. Read your Bible. It's in the Bible. It's just it's, it's amazing that this generation does not even understand honor and dishonor anymore. And people want to go far. People say, you know, it, it's my truth. I express myself. You are not expressing yourself. You are being dishonorable. You are rude. That's not expressing yourself. You say, you say, you say, I, I, I just want to express. You are giving everybody a piece of your mind. Until you have no peace left. You're giving everybody a piece of your mind. Somebody say honor. honor. Say I'm a man of honor. If you are a woman, you are not a man. You say, I'm, not a wo- I'm a woman of honor. <laughs> I hope you are not confused about your identity. Because <laughs> in this age and time now, we have to be careful. Praise the Lord. Oh, somebody say honor. honor. You know, the past president of the United States, people don't like him, but I love that man for something. You know what I love him for? He trained his children well. Trained his children well. When he was leaving office, I'll never forget that image. Never, for as long as I live. He was going into the plane and his children stood. They allowed him to go in first. He settled down. Minutes later, that was when they went to meet him in the plane. They didn't go because he can be your father, but he's the president. There's a difference. Many of us, the reason why we lose the things God wants to do in our lives is because you don't understand that it is human being God we use. And most times, they are the human beings you already know. But when you have dishonored them, they can never think good towards you. Has this ever happened to you before? You need something, and somebody has it. And they are telling you, do you know anybody that needs this thing? Because you have become so familiar. And they can perceive it. They can perceive it. And I've seen other presidents who, out there and their children, they just, they just pack themselves. No difference. 
Honor is the recognition of difference and the acknowledgement of the same. It's the recognition of difference and the acknowledgement of difference. The second accelerator is favor. Somebody say favor. Oh, I can't hear you say favor. In Esther chapter 2 and verse 15, we can have that scripture again on the screen, Esther 2 and verse 15. The Bible says in the latter part, it says, and Esther obtained favor. Where? In the sight of all them that looked upon her. Go to the next verse. Or maybe I think verse 16 or 17 there about. Just. So Esther was taken unto the king Ahasuerus. Go to verse 17, please. Verse 17. And the king loved Esther above all the women. And she obtained grace and what? Favor in his sight more than all the virgins. So that he set the royal crown upon her head and made her queen instead of what? Why was she made queen? Why that acceleration? Because the king favored her. What does it mean to be favored? To be favored is to be liked without somebody being able to explain why. In simple terms. We can make it very religious and make it complex. But in simple terms, to be favored is to be liked without the person liking you being able to explain why. Favor is not somebody likes you and they are now saying, uh, what's your plan for tonight? Come and meet me at Marriott. That's not favor. Because that one, there's a string attached. Favor is a liking without a string attached. Somebody just likes you and they can't explain why. I hear what I'm saying. Even you, you are wondering, ah, why does this person, people are asking you, where did you know this person? I don't know. I don't want to go into because that's, that's a long thing to talk about. You know, there are ways you can provoke favor. But this morning, what I want to leave with you is, you can pray for favor. You can pray for favor. Because we see Esther do that. When an enemy arose in the palace that wanted to destroy the Jews, Mordecai sent a message to her. Oh, sorry, she sent a message to Mordecai. He said, she said, even though the king is my husband, I can't just appear before him like that. See or no? She may, he may be my husband, but he's also my king. I can't just show up anyhow. See, when people start praying and fasting to talk to their husband, you, you know that they know something that the average person does not know. Because she had already had that, she must have discovered how the last queen left. So if she misbehaved, she's the next one to leave. He said, you know what? Let everybody go and fast. He said, after the fast, I will go on to the king. And she said, if I perish, I perish. If I perish, I perish. Oh, and of course she did not perish. The Bible says she did not only fast. All the people are servants. Everybody fasted with her. And the Bible says when she showed up before the king, she literally broke a rule. You were not supposed to appear before the king without being sent for. So in a sense, she also did what Vashti did. But there was something that she had there to eat that Vashti did not do. Because they sent for Vashti, she did not come. You, you came, they didn't send for you. So it's almost the same thing. But what happened was that before she went, she fasted. Some of us, we want to have favor with certain people. You are just talking in here without praying. The people of the world, they would have gone somewhere. They would give them something to lick. Once you lick it. The moment you lick it and you talk, they will respond. You, you are not licking anything. You are not licking Bible. You are not, <laughs> you are not licking confession. Nothing. You are not licking fasting. I just uh, what is it? You are depending on eloquence. Queen's English. 
He said, you know, once I get above before the king, and you have never traveled before. Where did you get your accent? There are some people like that. You have never entertained, but if you hear accent, you'll be ah, Bolotiri. Where did you get it? They have watched so much movie. <laughs> accent does not open doors. Without favor, your accent will slam the door in your face. You pray, God, as I appear before this man. Some of you, you are experiencing hostility before your boss. I'm telling you this. I can give you the name of everyone I've ever worked with. I've never experienced hostility with anyone I served on there. Never. Because I understood this very early in life. You cannot say because we are used to someone. You are just talking. There are times you pray. Even if you can't fast, declare words. You wake up in the morning, Father, as I go to work tomorrow, cause everyone in that workplace to fall in love with me. Everything I say, let it be acceptable. As I appear, as I speak, let the words that proceed out of my mouth be the right things. Even when you want to say the wrong thing, the Holy Spirit will caution you. Because some of us, I think it is the things that we said that give us the evil. Just look at you like, ha ah, ha. Ah. Did you say it or you dropped? But you want to say the wrong thing, the Holy Spirit just say, keep quiet. You don't know why. And somebody else will now say the same thing. They'll just say, get out. You just say, ah, thank God. <laughs> I didn't say it. Because favor will make you behave right. Favor will make you speak right. Favor will make you do things right. It will deliver you from error. And last but not the least for this morning. Oh, I really wish I had time. This is supposed to be a series. I'm trying to compress it into a 15 minute message. The last for this morning is strategic alliance. If you are going to experience accelerated destiny, you must understand the importance of relationships. Strategic relationships. Mm. Scripture tells us that Jesus had to choose from the disciples. Jesus did not start out by having 12 disciples. He started out having multitudes following him. The Bible says he now prayed and chose those that he would. If you are not choosing with your relationship, you can't go far in life. Telling you that. Write it and never forget it. Maybe you should even paste it somewhere you can be seeing it. And write it there. Pastor Akitola Samuel said, if I'm not choosing with my relationship, I can't go far in life. Because it's the truth. The people in your life will either stop the storm or start the storm. When Jonah entered into the ship of the people going on their own, jelly, ah, the Bible says, and the storm arose. Until they threw Jonah out, the storm was not going to stop. The disciples, Jesus told them, I'm going to meet you. Go to the other side. I'm going to catch up with you guys. He went to pray. The Bible says the storm arose. The moment Jesus entered into their ship, the Bible says the storm stopped. So check it. For every storm that arises in your life, somebody entered. Are you hear what I'm saying? Somebody did what? Somebody entered. Because men are God's method. Men are also the devil's instruments. For everything the devil will do in your life, he will use men. For everything God will do, he will use men. How was Esther lifted? God used someone. The he guy. I mean, the eunuch. He guy. How did God lift Joseph? Through the baker and the butler. Oh, sorry. Through the, is it the butler there about? What, which one died? The baker, right? Yeah, it was the baker. The butler, God used the butler to mention him to Pharaoh. Oh, I remember my sin. I met a guy in the prison and he was lifted. God will always use men to lift you. 
And so you must understand how to cultivate and maintain strategic alliances. I can't go into because just like I said earlier, but one of the ways you can have right people in your life is also to pray. See, a non-praying believer will be a struggling believer. I hear what I'm saying. He's struggling. In everything, the Bible says through prayer and supplication, let your request be made known to God. You can pray for the right people the same way you can pray out the right people. See, your eyes are not smart enough to notice the wrong people in your life. You can't recognize them. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I'm telling you from experience. <laughs> they may even be the closest to you until some people leave. Certain things can enter your life. I'm telling you. Oh, I'm telling you. I'll never forget. The year was 2018. 2018. My wife, too, can never forget. One of our mentors. It was our birthday. One of our mentors just came. In the evening. And she was just praying. And she was, she just switched. See, many of us are not sensitive to know when the people God has placed us under when they switch. She just, I noticed when she switched in that prayer. And she began to pray that God will separate you from the people that are so close to you. I remember she used the Yoruba words. She said, I want to money be sure. That is the people so close to you like the veins in your neck. I hope that translation is correct. So, <laughs> So people that are so close to you, but they are the problems in your life. God will separate you. I was just like, what's this woman saying? The prayer worked. Because within six months, people just started showing. Misbehaving. <laughs> showing colors. Wow! I was surprised. I just remember that prayer. The things we did not do in three, four years, we did in one year. As a family, the things we could not achieve that we were still thinking, uh, you know, maybe it's the process God is taking us through process. The kind of money we never saw, we saw in six months until some people live your life, certain things will not enter. I'm telling you, we're going to rise up on our feet this morning and we're going to pray. This is where we're going to start from. Because to honor God, you must obey Him. <laughs> and the most important obedience is to give your life to Him. There is nothing you want to give to God that He needs. He gave it to you in the first place. The most important thing you can do. In fact, most times when we say give our life to God, it's actually even a wrong rendition. You are the one receiving His life. You don't have any life to give Him because He gave you that life. So you are here this morning. You want to receive Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior. All eyes closed. All eyes bowed. You are here this morning. You don't have a relationship with Jesus. You don't know Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior. Maybe you've been in church for years. <laughs> but you've never made that commitment to ask Jesus to come into your heart and into your life. And you are here this morning. You want to make that commitment. Or you've made that commitment before. But you walked out on that relationship, whether you're online or you're on site. If you're on site and you want to make that commitment this morning, can you please raise your hand above your head? I want to see those I'm praying with. You're here this morning. You want to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. There is nothing to be ashamed about. Everyone has to make that decision at a point in their life. You're here this morning. You want to make that decision. Can you please raise your hand? Can you please wave it to me? Whether you're on site or online. 
and you are making this commitment, I want you to repeat after me. Say, Father, I acknowledge that I am a sinner in need of a savior. I believe that you sent your son Jesus to the world to die for my sins. And I believe that he rose on the third day and is now seated at your right hand. I believe that Jesus is the son of God. And today, I renounce the life of sin. And I ask Jesus to come into my heart. Come in today. Come in to stay. Be my savior and my Lord. From today, I declare and I confess that I'm a new creation. All things have passed away. All things have now become new. In Jesus' name. Father, I pray for everyone making this commitment. That you will establish them in the faith. That these ones will not be lost. That as they make this commitment today. That they will not renounce you. That on the day of your appearing. They will be found worthy. In the name of Jesus. Thank you Father for answered prayers. In Jesus name we pray. Amen and amen. Are we ready to pray this morning? Isaiah 37 and verse 3. Isaiah chapter 37. And verse 3. They said to him. Thus says Ezekiah. This day is a day of trouble and of rebuke and of blasphemy. For the children are come to birth and there is not strength to bring forth. They have come to the place of delivery, the place of their miracles. But there is no strength to get to that final stage. They are going to pray. They are going to say, Father, in the name of Jesus. Oh, that's not everybody. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus. Finish everything you have started in my life. In the remaining days of this year, there shall be no abortion of divine plan and divine agenda. Once again, say, Father, in the name of Jesus. Finish in my life everything that you have started. In the remaining days of this year, there shall be no abortion of divine plan and divine agenda. Lift up your voices and turn that into prayers. Oh, come and lift up your voice and pray. No abortion of divine plan. No abortion of divine agenda. Everything God has started in my life shall be finished. In the name of Jesus. Everything God has started, it will bring to completion. I receive the strength to bring forth strive to get to the final stages in the name of Jesus. Nothing will be aborted. In my life divine plan will not be aborted. In my life divine agenda will not be aborted. In the name of Jesus. I decree and I declare no abortion of divine plan. No abortion of divine agenda. In the name of Jesus. Everything God has started. In my family. In my business. In my finances. In my career. It is coming to an end. Every project that has been abandoned. I receive the grace for completion. In the name of Jesus. In my life no abortion of dreams. In my life, no abortion of divine agenda. In the name of Jesus. 
Yilontifato papari andala kopelia Litwazi Brekuteshke pantaha yekoleto Lebarabada balantoke papari Elufiaka paidone Endelegede boronto sonia Shetaka paia de bandele bosoto vilia Yekata maniko paria Descoloponte iniata The grace for completion The grace for completion the grace for completion I received this morning in the remaining days of this year abandoned projects are coming to completion in the name of Jesus everything God has started he will accomplish he will finish divine purpose divine plan divine agenda will not be aborted in my life in the name of Jesus that when God has started in my business in my family in my marriage Oh, would you come to completion? In the name of Jesus. In the andele boko paratisi. E koli mintafisi. Poradidosh. Ente kaida. Ma preidosh ketalabaye. Depi fosisia. Retiko. Shela mandalabaye. Rebonta akapaya. In Jesus name we pray. First Chronicles 12, 21 to 22. First Chronicles chapter 12 verse 21 to 22 God already anointed David through Samuel to be king over Israel but for that to happen God had to bring helpers into the life of David because nobody rises without men and nobody falls without men that's why Apostle Paul asks I think it was a church, the Galatian church, a question. He said, who has hindered you? He said, you were doing well. Who affected your commitment towards God? Because there is always someone. I learned recently, I'm not going to mention the name or give too much details. There's a ministry in this country, if I mention the name, everybody, if you've been a Christian for a while, you will know the church. They've been doing a project for a while. And the AC for the auditorium alone <laughs> was quoted for 10 billion. So they've been fixing the AC. The man of God just realized recently that the AC actually cost 3 billion. But all the pastors came together to siphon 7 billion from the church. Yes. So if I tell you your eyes are not smart enough to notice destiny destroyers, you better believe me. I'm telling you, if I mention this, I'm talking about someone, and you, you cannot deny the anointing. So there are things, there are people you pray out because you can't notice them. There are people who lived in our house, ate our food, wore our clothes, who became our enemies. And they were eating for years, sleeping in our house for years. Your eyes are not smart enough to notice them. Trust me. The best you can do is to pray. I hear what I'm saying. If you like, you can make light of this prayer. Uh, this this contemporary pastor. He's, he's not even wearing shirt and tie. He wore t-shirt on jacket this morning. You can be saying that. It's fine. Ten years time, we will compare notes. Those who are ready to pray, I want you to lift up your voice this morning. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus separate me in the remaining days of this year from every destiny destroyer and bring into my life 
destiny accelerators. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, in the remaining days of this year, separate me from destiny destroyers and bring into my life destiny accelerators. Lift up your voices and turn that into prayers. Oh, Mashatalabaya. The Bible says, and they helped David. David couldn't have become king by himself. He was helped. Every day, men came to him to help him. Father, in the name of Jesus, bring into my life on a daily basis, destiny accelerators. Oh, strategic alliances. Men and women, executors of divine counsel, separate me from destiny destroyers. A payiko papa filando. Separate me, O God, on this last day of the seven prophetic turnaround Sundays. Oh, separate me, O God, from every destiny destroyer and bring into my life executors of divine counsel, dream interpreters, destiny accelerators. Separate me, Lord, from destiny destroyers. Oh, Separate me from destiny destroyers in the remaining days of this year. Bring into my life destiny accelerators. Bring into my life destiny accelerators. Bring into my life destiny accelerators. In the name of Jesus. Delima Kapai. Rofianda Kapala. Melegete Banto Sepatu Ariveni. Shilegopa. Shilegopa. Capri Flato. Endalapapandi Katorabaya. Leleko Belianda Yido. Oh, Zegedegedegedegedegedo Pantinia. Rebalebodo Sentolo Borobosia Tabaya. Endeyerebo Shataya. Separate me from destiny destroyers. Oh, Mashatala In Jesus' name we pray. That amen is not correct. In Jesus' name we pray. Revelations chapter 16 and verse 15. Revelations chapter 16 and verse 15. The Bible says, Behold, I come as a thief. He said, Blessed is he that watcheth and keepeth his what? Did you see that there is S behind it? Garments. <laughs> Lest he walk naked and they see his shame. Jesus was not talking about physical garment here. Because in the realm of the spirit, everybody is wearing a garment. You cannot see it, but it is very visible in the realm of the spirit. Some people wear garments of dishonor. So nobody can ever help them. Some people, it's garment of hostility. People see them and they avoid them. This morning, we are going to ask God to clothe us with, clothe us with favor. You can wear favor like a garment. 
You know that when you look good, people look at you and say, wow, you are looking good. That's the same way that when you are clothed with favor, people will not know why. They will just be helping you. What do you need? How can I help you? The young, the old, the rich, the middle class, the poor, everybody will just want to help you. You are going to lift up your voice this morning. Do you see how strength in you to pray? We're going to say, Father, in the name of Jesus, clothe me with your favor. From this day forward, let your favor be visible upon my life and the work of my hands. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, clothe me with your favor. From this day forward, let your favor be visible upon my life and my walk. Lift up your voices and turn that into prayers. Father, in the name of Jesus, clothe me with your favor. Let every garment of shame be removed. Let every garment of hostility be removed. Clothe me with your favor. From this day forward. Oh, let your favor. Let it be visibly evident. Upon my life. Upon the works of my hands. Clothe me with your favor, oh God. Oh, shatala bosa. Oh, I wish somebody is praying this morning. One day of favor is better than 10 years of labor. <laughs> One day of favor can bring to you what you will need to labor for for 10 years. One day. One day. Father, clothe me with your favor. Clothe me with your favor. Let your favor be visibly evident upon my walk, upon my life, upon my family upon my marriage let your favor be visible let your favor be evident in the name of Jesus clothe me with your favor oh singles pray ask God to clothe you with his favor as a single way you are clothed with God's favor the right eyes will see you Wrong men, wrong women will not be able to notice you. As a business person, pray. When your business is clothed with the favor of God, you'll be making record sales effortlessly. As a career person, pray. Ask God to clothe you with his favor. When you are clothed with God's favor, you'll be preferred before your boss. When others are struggling for promotion, you will be lifted effortlessly. Somebody pray, somebody pray. Pressing deeper. Ask God to clothe you with his favor. From this day forward, let your favor be evident upon my life, upon the works of my hand. Let your favor be evident upon everyone genuinely connected to this house. Oh, mashatala bayele montikia palia. Rapeli kopa fatute ginianta. Rusheke pala patote kapando seketelia. Oh, ribande ketolia. Dilema antusia. Pafio. Prinde kelebo shitaya. Inanakopaya. Clothe me with your favor. Let every garment of disfavor be removed.
Let every garment of hostility be removed. Let every garment of shame and disorder be removed. Let every garment of lack be removed. Clothe me with your favor, O God. In Jesus' name we pray. Psalms 5 and verse 12. Psalms 5 and verse 12. Psalms 5 and verse 12. The Lord will bless the righteous. And with favor. He will encompass him as with a shield. Can we have it in the new King James please? I want to see how it renders it. Then if we can check the amplified. For you, O Lord, will bless the righteous with favor. You will what? Sorry. Do you know what it means to be surrounded? It simply means no matter the direction people are looking at you from. Uh, if favor is only behind you, if somebody looks at you from the front, there is no favor. But when it says surround, it simply means it will affect every area of your life. For you, O Lord, bless the righteous man, the one who is right standing with you. You surround him with favor. As what? Favor can also be a shield. It simply means anything that does not align with favor, favor will bounce it off. We're going to pray this morning. That's our second to the last prayer. You say, Father, in the name of Jesus, let your favor bring about an end to my struggles and fruitless labor in, this, in the remaining days of this year. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, let your favor bring about an end to every struggle and fruitless labor in my life. Lift up your voices and turn that into prayers. Let your favor bring an end to every struggle in my life. Let your favor bring an end to every fruitless labor in the name of Jesus. By the favor of God, no more fruitless labor, no more struggling, no more walking and having nothing to show. Oh, hustling has come to an end. My output now outweighs my imputes. My results now exceed my efforts. Oh, by your favor, oh God. Let an end come to every struggle. Let an end come to every fruitless labor. No more working and having nothing to show. No more laboring and having nothing to show. Oh, manzi ekele gudebo satapari anda. Iti ani kopani sofraka tapani ni. Egondeli opati kofreta labaya. By your favor, let every fruitless labor come to an end. Let every struggle come to an end. Tapantos kepari andele bonte sifani. Oh, shepara maninta. Kopiado frenentos kapala. Didedos. Mekatalash. Mandekapa. Retuali mandekapaya. Deflinosh ketampara donesia. In Jesus' name we pray. Psalms 126 and verse 1 to 3. We're going to pray with the old scripture. We've been joining the 17 days of prophetic turnaround prayers online. By now you should know the scripture often. Isn't it? When the Lord turned again, please give me in the King James Version, please. 
King James. When the Lord turned the game, the captivity of Zion were like them that dream. Then was a mouthful with laughter and her tongue with singing. Then they said among the hidden, the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us. We are off. We are glad. Hallelujah. The prayer is this. You are going to pray for yourself. And you are going to pray for three more people. We are going to do that in five minutes. Can I have the timer please? So for the first two minutes you pray for yourself. No, no. You will start when the prayer starts now. You can't start the time. <laughs> person in charge of that wants us to end prayer first. <laughs> so you pray for two minutes. I'll tell you when to switch, right? The prayer is this. You say, Father, in the name of Jesus, in this turnaround season, turn around my life for everyone to see. Lift up your voice and turn that into prayers. Father, in the name of Jesus, in this turnaround season, turn around my life for everyone to see. Turn around my finances for everyone to see. Turn around my business for everyone to see. Turn around my career. Turn around my marriage. Turn around my family for everyone to see. In the remaining days of this year, in this turn around season, turn around my life for everyone to see. In the name of Jesus. For the Bible says, Then they said among the hidden, The Lord has done great things for them. It was because the Eden saw it. That is why they knew the Lord has done great things for them. Oh, turn around my life. For everyone to see. In this turn around season. In this month of November and the month of December. Turn around my life. For everyone to see. Oh, I refuse to end this year. The same way I started it. Turn around my life. For everyone to see. Turn around my life for everyone to see in the name of Jesus. Turn around my life for everyone to see. Oh, do for me what will make men to say, The Lord has been good to him. The Lord has been good to her. Turn around my family for everyone to see. Turn around my ministry for everyone to see. Turn around the gateway church for everyone to see. Get somebody and begin to pray for someone. Pray for that person. Turn his life around for the whole world to see. You have 60 seconds to do that. The Bible says the Lord turned the life of Job around. When they prayed for his friends, pray for that person like you are praying for yourself. Pray for that person. Pray with passion. Pray with energy. Pray with enthusiasm. Turn the life of my sister around. Turn the life of my brother around. For the whole world to see. Oh, reabandon the bosha. Turn the life of my brother around. Turn the life of my sister around for the whole world to see. Turn the life of everyone connected to the Gateway Church all over the nations of the earth, in the UK, in the US, in Canada. Turn their lives around for the world to see. 
Yeah. 